0: Hello, and welcome to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is your one stop shop for all things nutrition, fitness, and mindset. Our goal is to help you make fitness and nutrition a part of your life, not your whole life. We discuss a variety of topics, including faith, self awareness, sustainability, and consistency training programs, grocery store navigation, and how to enjoy your favorite foods without guilt or remorse. There is a lot of noise out there in the world of health and fitness, so we're here to provide real, reliable, and practical answers and recommendations that will keep you moving forward on your journey. My wife Ashley and I are your hosts, and please do not hesitate to reach out on social media to say hello, ask questions, or comment on this week's episode. So, without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, welcome back. This is episode number 113, and today I am all alone, lone wolf status on the podcast. So, Before we get into the conversation, we're going to just crush a couple of current events, some shit that's going on out there in the world that hopefully you are interested in because we are interested in it or it's at least caught our eye. So first and foremost in the world of, I guess you could call it pop culture, uh, Bob Saget. You probably know him as the dad on Full House. I think his name was Danny Tanner on that show. I can't remember. My sisters loved that show. I did not like that show. Uh, He was a stand-up comedian, like a really like... I don't know if raunchy is the right word, but like super vulgar one, even though he was like America's favorite dad on TV. And then he was also the narrator of How I Met Your Mother. Bob Saget passed away this past Sunday, January 9th, at the age of 65. So definitely a big loss out there in the the community as it relates to comedy, television, pop culture, etc., then in terms of TV and movies, Spider-Man No Way Home jumps to number eight all-time on the box office charts at $1.5 billion in revenue. Pretty insane there. Ash and I went and saw that over the weekend, and I will say it was legit. Marvel did a very good job. Oh, I guess and Sony. I think it was a tag team effort. Uh, if you haven't seen it and you're considering it, I highly recommend going back and watching all of the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. That three-part series, then all of the, uh, what's the Garfield guy's name? I forget his first name, Andrew Garfield, that's what it is. All of the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans, and then all of the Tom Holland before you go and see No Way Home, or else you might be a little lost if it's been a while. Uh, in terms of business, finance, that kind of shit, uh, Bitcoin dropped to the lowest it's been since September of 2021. It's down below 40000 uh, And then <laughs> something that caught my eye that was kind of funny, Crocs you know, like the slipper shoes, the rubber things that everybody wears, that everybody makes fun of, Uh, Crocs saw a 42% increase in their Q4 sales in 2021, so I guess Crocs are back. I'm going to have to get a pair. Uh, In terms of fitness and nutrition, we are nearing the end of the second week of January, which means many people are going to be falling out of their resolutions. Uh, On one of these episodes previously, and in some posts we did on Instagram, we talked about that. Uh, percentage, that stat that's out there of nearly, and now it's slipping my mind, I believe it's like 66% of people uh, fail to uphold their resolution past the second week of January. It may have even been higher than that, but we are about to hit that point. And then in breaking news in the world of nutrition, nutrition is still not about specific food choices. Holy shit, who would have thought? So you can stop chasing and focusing on all of the trends, the fads, and the gimmicks that are out there because they don't matter. Okay, now let's take a minute here and provide some context to the conversation. So this conversation is going to be all about what we believe in regards to nutrition. So it's going to be our pillars, so to speak, and our cornerstones of our program and what we believe in our methodology so I'm going to break this down into four pieces I believe I got to double check my notes here yes four pieces so we're going to start off with the fact that sustainability and consistency are the game with both nutrition and fitness because the all or nothing mindset that usually results in nothing E.C. Sienkowski said that in a recent post this week. If you don't follow her, you should check her out at Optimize Me Nutrition. But that quote really caught my eye. All or nothing mindset usually results in nothing. So if you think about it, the vast majority of the population, I would say 90% of us, view nutrition in this way. Rules, duration-based efforts, meaning a 60-day challenge, a 90-day challenge, a six-week challenge, or I have X number of months to achieve 15 to 20 pounds of weight loss before my wedding or before I go on vacation, whatever that may be. Or it could be restrictive eating, which often leads to binging. Or you might be thinking, lose 15 pounds for vacation and then gaining 20 back and repeating that cycle the next year and the next year and the next year. Those are all typically what people think when they hear nutrition, diet, etc., Which is exactly why so many knowledgeable, credible, experienced coaches in the industry hate the word diet because it has a negative connotation surrounding it and it almost implies temporary. It almost implies the fact that you don't need to sustain these behaviors beyond a certain point, beyond the 30 days, beyond the 60 days, beyond the 90 days. That's why we don't use it very often in our messaging. That's why a lot of folks will try to avoid it. There's nothing wrong with that word. It's just unfortunately over the years developed a really negative connotation. That is why we preach so, so hard about sustainability and consistency. It's because those two pieces, sustainability and consistency, are what allow you to be a normal human being. They would allow you to eat birthday cake at the kids party. They're lo- what allow you to drink a beer or a couple beers at happy hour. They allow you, they allow you to eat bread, ice cream, and all of your other favorite treats. Sustainability and consistency are the catalyst to functioning like a normal fucking human being and not being a robot that's addicted to weighing and measuring every single lick, bite, and taste of food, or being conscious about the types of foods you're eating, I shouldn't say conscious, overly conscious about the types of foods you're eating, or restricting yourself in some way. When your efforts are sustainable, and you're consistent in those efforts, meaning you're adhering to those efforts 80 to 90% of the time, you can indulge in the foods that you love without guilt or remorse. But when you're not consistent, when the behaviors aren't sustainable, that's what leads to problems. Because then we are falling out of these habits and behaviors. We are being so inconsistent that we can't gain any momentum. And that leads to stagnation. That leads to us not achieving our goal. So that is why sustainability and consistency are the game when it comes to nutrition and fitness as well. Number two. Habit development and routines are more important than tracking macros. Now, some of you listening might be like, what the fuck is that guy talking about? And shut the podcast off. But if you're still with me, allow me to explain. There is power in habits and routines. You develop discipline through habits and routines. Habits and routines are quite literally life-changing. These are what make the healthy behaviors second nature. These are how you maintain your health and fitness across a lifetime, not just the six weeks leading into vacation or not just the six months leading into your wedding. But on the flip side, habit development and routines are hard, especially in the beginning. It takes a real hard work to make those things happen. And it takes time. A hell of a lot of time. Habit development and routines require an immense amount of patience, which is why it's hard to come by in a world that is addicted to instant gratification. I think I misspoke there, which When I'm talking about habit development and routines and the fact that they require patience, patience is really hard to come by in our society, right? We're all addicted to instant gratification. Because of that, that's exactly why at Ballistic Performance, we preach the fact that you need to love the process because the process is where you spend the majority of your time. Now, don't get me wrong. And don't get it twisted. Tracking macros is often necessary, but too often it's placed on a pedestal. It's something that's prioritized and focused on to an extreme extent, to an extent that negatively impacts not only your relationship with food, but your ability to achieve your goals and sustain your health and fitness across your lifetime. Or what may also happen is we become transfixed on fads and gimmicks that don't require habit development and routines, and because of that, then we forget to focus on all the things that actually work, like eating real food, living a physically active lifestyle, and exercising. So that's number two, habit development and routines are more important than tracking macros. Number three, our goal, or the goal, is to find the minimal effective dose. In other words, how much food can you eat and still lose weight? Yes, that's exactly what I just said. If you need a playback, you can. Our goal is to find how much food you can eat and still lose weight. Or in other words, the minimal amount of a deficit that we can enter into and still move toward our goals. We want to find that amount of food because too often... Diets heavily restrict calories in order to generate these shocking transformations. But that often leads to poor adherence, binging, and relapse. If if we're not starting you on a reverse diet, then we're typically only starting with a 10% decrease from your maintenance calories, and that's something we calculate for you. But 10% isn't a lot. It doesn't even sound like a lot, but the reason we do that is so that we can find and determine that minimal effective dose. Where does that lie? How much of a percentage or how much of a deficit do we need to move into to achieve that minimal effective dose, meaning we start to see changes in body composition or changes on the scale or your clothes start to fit and feel better? All of those are different ways to track progress. So if you were able to achieve those things at a 10% deficit, meaning 10% less food, wouldn't you rather do that than eating 20 to 30% less food? Of course, because then you'd be less hungry, you would have more energy, and you'd still be moving toward and achieving your goals. I mean, that's a no-brainer, right? Why would you starve yourself at 20 to 30% less food if 10% would get the job done? And you might be saying, well, won't I achieve my goals faster at 20 to 30%? Yes, you would, however, is that sustainable? Can you put up with those hunger cues? Can you put up with only consuming a much smaller amount of calories? Are you going to be able to still function, not only in the gym, but in your job, with your family? Are you going to be present? Are you gonna have clarity? All of those things come into play. So instead of trying to just hold on for dear life at that severe deficit just for the sake of having some kind of insane transformation photo, why don't we find the minimal effective dose, prioritize hitting that or determining that, and then riding that out? Because yes, eventually your body will adapt. And if 10% is a minimal effective dose, eventually that's no longer going to allow you to lose weight if that's your goal. So then at that point, we have to find a new minimal effective dose, and we keep inching that needle to wherever our body has adapted to. So it's not just a stagnant number. It's a dynamic process. But that's a hell of a lot more achievable, maintainable, excuse me, than just jumping right to a 20 to 30% deficit or 20 to 30% less food and hoping that you can hang on, hoping that your body holds up, hoping that you don't crash and burn. So that's number three. The goal is to find a the minimal effective dose. Or in other words, how much food can you eat and still lose weight? Or you could flip that and say how much calories can you consume while still gaining, we'll call it quote-unquote, good weight or lean mass and minimizing the fat mass that is accumulating. Okay, number four, macro tracking, meaning weighing and measuring your food, is a means to an end. We do not want you tracking forever. Hell, in full transparency, we only want you tracking for enough time to develop consistency, learn to eyeball portion sizes, and achieve your short-term body composition goal, whether that's weight loss, weight gain, decreased body fat, etc. We only want you tracking for that amount of time. Once you develop consistency and skill around uh eyeballing portion sizes and just building balanced plates, then that's it. We, we achieve, And if you achieve your goal, then we're good to go. We don't need to continue to weigh and measure the rest of our lives. You don't want to be the grandma or grandpa that's carrying around a travel food scale. That person is weird as fuck. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to even be that person now in your 30s, 40s, 50s. Tracking macros is a tool that we use to dial in food quantity To ensure that we're eating in a deficit or if your goal is to gain weight in a surplus for a specified period of time. But that is not how we want you to live the rest of your life. If you're dependent on the scale, meaning you can't go out to eat without being concerned about the portion, hitting the exact portion size, hitting the exact macros in your phone. Or if you're not able to build a balanced plate at your house without weighing and measuring everything that goes on it, that is a problem. Now, again, it's a useful tool and we often utilize it with most of our clients, but it's a means to an end. It is just that. It's just a tool for a specified period of time. Then we want to break away from the scale because if we don't, that's how you end up developing disordered eating, body dysmorphia, and other issues that are associated with becoming so transfixed on hitting your numbers and tracking your macros to a T. Now, once you've learned to eyeball portion sizes and you're confident in your ability to prepare foods and eat balanced plates and all of the other aspects that are associated with it, you are good to go. So just keep that in mind. Yes, food quantity matters, but only for a certain period of time do we need you utilizing the scale and trying to hit those precise numbers. So that wraps it up. The four pillars of our approach to nutrition are sustainability and consistency, the fact that habit development and routines are more important than tracking macros, that the goal is to find the minimal effective dose. In other words, how much food can you eat and still achieve your goal, whether that's weight loss or weight gain. And lastly, that macro tracking is a means to an end. Hopefully that provides some clarity and some context to our approach and what we do at Ballistic. Now, if after hearing all of that you think, oh shit, like I can get on board with that, I like that. I've been in other programs where that is not the approach and it was too much, it was too overwhelming, too stressful, I became addicted to the scale, then this is your opportunity to learn more. If you're interested in learning more about our approach to nutrition or just working with Ash and I in some capacity You can apply for one-on-one coaching today. I'm going to put the link in the show notes, and it's always in our Instagram bio, or nearly always, so you can check that out there. So you can either apply to the link in the show notes, or you can apply to the link in our Instagram bio, but it all starts with a free consult. So you apply, we hit you back up, we sit down via a Zoom call, we get to know more about you, your goals, your past history, experiences. Um, any injuries you might have or limitations, anything that we need to know so we can develop a greater picture of who you are and what you're looking to achieve, as well as determining whether or not we'd be a good fit for one another because we're not for everyone, just like you're not for everyone. And if all that goes well and we decide mutually, us and you, that we would be a good fit, then, and we have an opportunity to help you achieve your goals, then we'll develop a targeted and tailored solution just for you, And we'll start that journey together. So if you want to learn more, you're interested in that process, go to the link in the show notes or go to the link in our Instagram bio and apply today. As always, gang, I appreciate you so much for tuning in and I hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, Ash and I just wanna take a moment to express our thanks and gratitude. We are so incredibly blessed to have your support and we could not continue to show up week in and week out if it were not for you. If you enjoy what you hear in this channel, please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, leave a review in there as well. That is how we reach more people and change more lives through the platform. Lastly, if you don't follow us across all of our other social media accounts, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, facebook and youtube our handles are either ballistic.performance or ballistic performance across all of those platforms or you can check us out online at trainballistic.com again we appreciate and love you so much and we hope you have a fantastic week